0: and welcome to this episode of The Rig Report. We are just a few hours away from the 22.2 announcement for the CrossFit Open, so let's get into some news before we get started. Obviously, the situation with Russia invading the Ukraine is on top of everyone's minds right now. You may have noticed some strange scores on the leaderboard earlier this week for 22.1. Ukrainian athletes posted bogus top scores to gain attention for what's happening in their country. And the links that they posted went directly to videos showing the unrest in their country. CrossFit has responded by making an announcement that while Russian and Belarus athletes will be allowed to participate in the CrossFit Games on the world stage, that CrossFit will not be publicizing their country of origin or displaying their flags. Roman Krennikov, a Russian citizen, who recently obtained his visa and will now be able to travel to the US to finally participate in a long awaited CrossFit Games, assuming he qualifies, has publicly denounced the Russian government and their actions against the Ukraine. There's a CrossFit gym in Tanzania that trains anti-poaching scouts. Co-founders Wesley Gold and Kristen Chandler are currently trying to get an L1 seminar to be held at that location in Tanzania. Wesley Gold is a law enforcement officer on a game reserve, and he manages over 100 anti-poaching scouts who help preserve wildlife on that reserve. Scott Schweitzer sat down with Kristen just the other day to talk a little bit about the origin of that affiliate and the things that they're trying to do to help in that area.
1: There's something that you have going on in your life that is Super cool. I've been talking about this with all my friends and family, because um, I think what you're doing is amazing. And you actually own an affiliate named Faru mm-hmm. in Tanzania, which is in East Africa. Yes. So can you tell the listeners how you came to be an affiliate owner of a CrossFit gym in Tanzania?
2: Well, I am the affiliate owner because my name is on the contract with CrossFit. But I don't really see myself as owning anything. It is a, a not-for-profit organization that we work for. And the, the gym itself does not make any money at all. We don't charge any membership. There's no money changing hands anywhere along the line. Um, it is a, um, an affiliate that exists solely to support the health and fitness of the anti-poaching scouts that are associated with the Grumetti Fund, which is a not-for-profit organization that supports the ecosystem of the Serengeti. Um, So that's that's the gym itself. And um, how I got involved was I lived in Germany. Um, We lived there with the military in Stuttgart, Germany, and we got orders to move to Tanzania, Um, to go work for the embassy there. I have children um, and I was a a full-time mom doing a lot of um, consulting for CrossFit events and a part-time coach at my local um, CrossFit affiliate in Germany um, as a kids coach. And um, I was just... You know, on Instagram one day, and I saw on CrossFit's page—I can't remember—I think it was CrossFit, um, like the main site Instagram—and I saw a video, a drone video, of some guys doing some fitness in in uh, the jungle. Uh, it was just a drone shot of guys doing wall balls and box jumps, and I was like, "What is this?" And uh, it's Tanzania. I knew I was moving to Tanzania, so I immediately got in touch with the person that um, they had reposted the video from, and just let them know that I'm coming to Tanzania and that I was interested in helping him however I could. Um, So we moved to Dar es Salaam, which is the capital down in um, Southern Tanzania and where um, the fund is located, which is just this large tract of land that is at the Northern border of the Serengeti. And then it it borders on on its Northern border, um, a large population center. So it's just this little um, strip and now it's actually expanding a little bit bigger um, that uh, exists as a protected private land and it, It serves as kind of a sieve to, um, between the the, um, population center and the actual um, national park of the Serengeti. So it's this protected land that's well-funded through private donors. um, And they have a large, they have a hundred, more than a hundred anti-poaching scouts. Um, and the guy that is in charge of the scouts, Wesley gold, which is who I got in contact with, um, is familiar with CrossFit does CrossFit himself loves it. He's from Aberdeen and associated with CrossFit Aberdeen up there. And, um, and he started training the scouts with CrossFit. So I offered my help. And then when I moved down there, we just continued to stay in touch. Um, and I happened to be friends with some people at CrossFit affiliates through all of my um, my travels and all of my association with um, the CrossFit Games and regional events. I'd met um, the people that run affiliates, and I wrote them and asked if they're interested in helping, and they were. Um, and they gave us a nonprofit, not-for-profit um, affiliation, which is kind of a, an exception because we're not military, we're not a school. Um, but it's kind of in the, in the middle there. Um, so they're very generous in their support of us and didn't make us pay for the affiliation. Um, and they've been very supportive of us since. So, um, I actually today just signed my new affiliation. So this will be the fourth year that we're a CrossFit affiliate. And I'm really grateful for CrossFit's support of us. So
1: why is this personally important to you?
2: Um, the environment and, um, and animal protection has always been an interest of mine. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian for a long time before I realized it had to do with a lot of sick animals, and I'm not really good with blood. Um, and then I decided I want to be a zoologist. And, you know, those are just things that children love. But I've always been very interested in animals, and I care deeply about it. Um, but as as the, you know, um, environment has changed over the last um, 20 years as I've grown up, um, it's just, you know, become more and more um, of... An important issue to to draw attention to and to protect um
1: so these guys these scouts right they are doing a very dangerous job um when i was reading what their day looks like um, i was awestruck
2: can you describe that a little bit um they there are there are different different jobs within um, the rangers there's the special operations group which is um, like a at the ready kind of task force that responds to any um any reports of poachers in the area and they're the the senior rangers there they have experience um they're i don't want to call them military but they're military-like because they have the similar training and ability um and then there are there's a dog team that um is trained to, uh, I actually, my son got to go out with the dog team one day and, and watch them track something from like five miles away. They went and dropped like a teddy bear or something, drove five miles away and then it tracked it. Um, so there's that team. But the majority, the big the big portion of the scouts, they go out for six days at a time to these outposts throughout the reserve, live at those outposts. And then they walk um, 12 miles a day, these little like clover leaves um, around, around that post to. Um, to just survey the area. They're looking for all the poacher traps that are set up. The most um, common poacher traps are these, um, it's wire from, I'm, I'm not sure the name of it, it's some kind of wire that is in the inside of a tire. So if you burn a tire and you take out the the wire that's inside, it's very, very strong um, wire and they make these, these like circle traps and uh, these are what catches most of the wildlife. And so the poachers are looking for signs of poaching and for for those traps and collecting them. And there's, I can send a picture of all of the traps that the the rangers have found. So that's their daily life, but they wear a pack and they walk 12 miles a day. Um, so that's, that's kind of the fitness that we're training or the, the lifestyle that we're training them for with their fitness is to be ready for that. And then to also be ready at a moment's Notice to react to a poacher that might not be looking to kill them, but might be if they're protecting their livelihood or protecting their their
1: booty. You know. Yeah. And not to mention that it's a dangerous job because of the animals themselves. Right? You're out in the. Oh, area yeah, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I read that that some of the scouts have been mauled um, by lions. Um, mm-hmm. But lucky to be alive because of th- because of what they
2: learned and how they reacted in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they truly have to be ready for anything. I mean, we what is the CrossFit saying? You know, ready. What is it for the unknown and the unknowable? Yeah. I've only listened to it for twelve years, but um, <laughs> that's really the the unknown unknowable. It's somewhat known because they know the animals that are there, but they don't know where they are, when they'll be there, who who they're going to encounter. So it really is just being absolutely prepared that and not being caught, um, not being able to react. So my, my
1: last question is I read that there was an effort to try to get a level one seminar to be done in Africa. And this was late 2021. So I just wanted to get an update on that. And are you still efforting that or did it, did you make it happen?
2: So this is actually the main thing that I wanted to talk about today. And this is what Wes asked me to talk about. So I'm really happy that you asked that question. It is our next thing. The guys are train training. They're doing their training. Um, they've got the program from, from Rob thankfully. Um, but there's not anybody that has their, um, their level one that's there every, every single day. And that's helping and coaching and, and giving the CrossFit gym experience, which is like not personal training, but a, a personal coach that can really just be there and, and help, um, oversee and, and help people make progress. Um, so, It is, Wes is like, this is is really important to him. And I think it's just um, a a really good idea to get um, some level one trainers down to Tanzania and to run a level one course there with some translators and get the the scouts themselves to be trained coaches, to have their level one and to know what they're doing. And they're able to speak Swahili and and really be the best coach that they can be for their scouts. Um, Wes has identified who um, he thinks would be or who the leaders in his group that would be um, good candidates for the course. And we'd actually been talking to CrossFit about this for years. Wes, I think, uh, had some communication with somebody from CrossFit before I came on um, and they were interested in it. And then I've gone back and forth with um, with some people from HQ that are interested in helping us make this happen. Um, the, the two coaches that I've mentioned that have supported us all along, Rob Lawson and Carl Stedman. Um, are interested in doing it. We just need to get it funded. Um, I don't have specific plans um, for more uh, fundraising, but we need to get some. Uh, I'm going to get t-shirts made for sure um, to sell to people, um, and then just wait and raise awareness that it is something, um, a cause to, to contribute to. And, and I do think the, the level one course would be really amazing for all of the scouts and for the program to be sustainable into the future when Wes isn't there, when I'm not as involved, whatever it is we want, we want those scouts to have the knowledge and to continue growing CrossFit around the world and, and helping to, to spread the, um, the ability to sustain your own health and fitness.
1: I personally would love a CrossFit Ferrua t-shirt. Perfect. (laughs) So, um, so if anybody's interested in, in donating some money to this cause, Mm -hmm. um, send me a DM or um, a message on my website. I will get with Kristen and I will get you connected so that you can, we can find a place for you to send that money.
2: Awesome. It's a super easy link of just um, donating by, by credit card. And then, like I said, just writing it in the comments, but it doesn't take more than any other donation online takes. It's just a few minutes and it's a not- for-profit organization um, that that manages that so we can make sure that all the funds are going all of the funds are going to where, where you want to give them to.
1: And again, we'll provide that link below so you can click on that and go right there. I want to thank you for coming on and telling us the story. I want to thank you for all that you do along with Wesley and the group there in Tanzania. Um, And again, everything will be down below so that you can donate um, if you feel the need to do so. So thank you so much for joining us, Kristen.
2: Thank you. If you'd like
0: to donate to the cause, please use the link below and make sure to mention CrossFit Faroo in the comments. Scott's full interview with Kristen Chandler will be available on our YouTube site and on all podcast platforms tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. The CrossFit Mayhem Freedom team recently announced the addition of Samuel Cornway as their fourth member of the team, joining Rich Froning, Andrea Nissler, and Taylor Williamson. Scott Schweitzer sat down with Sam to talk a little bit about his decision to go from individual to team and what he has in store for the season coming up.
1: So we are with Sam Cornier, and he is going to talk to us about all the big decisions he's just made. But I want to kind of lead up to that decision with how your off-season has gone. It has been a very busy off-season for you. You had a new yep. baby girl.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, November. Uh,
1: and her name is Mia? Mila. Mila. Yep. Mila. Yep. Mila. Yep. You got engaged yep and dominique yep so um how is that all going being the the father of a newborn having a new fiance
3: uh it's been great uh i've been really grateful with life and uh with all the people around me it's uh it's been a busy half season just like you said but it was a like it was a good one actually i really enjoy uh my off time of training after the games, uh, I really enjoyed having more family quality time at home. I uh, got engaged. Our wedding is in of August, uh, this season. Yep, that's here. Um, so yeah, yep. I mean, can't complain.
1: Right. And then you went to Wadapalooza podium. Yep. All yep. Canadian podium. Mm-hmm. So how did it feel to be a part of that? I was pretty cool,
3: for sure, uh, standing with my bros on the podium. Uh, it's Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Uh, I was pretty happy with my performance overall. Uh, we've been working on specific stuff in the off-season, and it's been working well because if we look at all my score of my, my worst, I think my worst workout of the weekend was the heavy barbell one, so it means that all the work we've been putting in the other stuff, it's working because I don't remember the last time I finished that bad with the heavy barbell in my hand. So (laughs) Uh, now I'm trying to get get back some of my strength to go to, because we're going to move forward in the season and, you know, heavy stuff's going to come at some point. So, uh, yeah, but no, everything is going well in training too.
1: So then we come to the big announcement from last week, um, the big reveal and so I was actually caught off guard because you had been doing so well in the off season. You, you had I know you had what you called a disappointing game season because of getting sick at the games last year. Mm-hmm. So why the decision to go from individual to team?
3: So there's, I would say there's two big reasons of it. The first one is, uh, I mean, you know, I've been playing hockey all my life before CrossFit. And I've always been a guy who loved doing team sports. So when I heard I was maybe able to um, to go with Rich for his last year in the team, I was pretty excited about it. And I'm not gonna lie, I really do miss doing uh, team sports and stuff like that. So that was one of the, I mean, the that was the main reason of it, just to go for a year as a team with Rich for his last year, and, and Taylor and Andrea, and have fun, and just you know just t- try to find the um, the hockey player inside of me and push my body, my mind, and the training for other people and just myself. So that was was the biggest reason why I went team this year, just to enjoy it and have fun with my crew. But also the second main reason of it is um, the work I've been putting off in my off season and other stuff that I need to work on. uh, We've been seeing a lot of progress in just four months. Uh, So, and I wanted to keep working on that so when I go back individual my weaknesses will not be weaknesses anymore but when you have to compete as an individual the with the Open, the quarterfinal the semifinal at some point you have to work for those um, part of the season and you have to temper you have to deal with it for some competition you have to work on specific stuff for each of the uh, each stage of it so it's hard to keep doing what I have to do when you're competing as individual. But now, since I'm on a team, um, I can do less muscle-up and gymnastic work because I'm good at it and focus more on what I have to do. So when I go back individual, because yes, I'll be back as an individual after this year. I'm the only going team for a year. And uh, so when i would be back individual, uh, that's going to be my year where I'm going to step on that podium.
1: You got to stop reading my notes, man. <laughs> so, um, did any of the fact that everything that happened in the offseason with having a baby girl getting engaged, did any of that factor into the decision?
3: Oh, it's, it's, um, so I've been a stepdad for four years now. Uh, well, my little boy, Liam, uh, he's my boy. I consider him my boy. I've been in his life since almost day one. So he's mine, but having my own daughter is something there's a, like a switch mentally, that is really different now, and uh, I can tell. I can tell you. I mean, for myself, uh, having a daughter really helped me to push more harder in my training. Um, I'm maybe a little bit more ma- ma- mature. Is that how you say it? Yeah, maturing. Um, as a person, too, uh, more di- my discipline is better. Uh, and actually, I'm really grateful because I probably have the most easiest baby in the world. Um, not gonna lie, uh, didn't have a rough time with her. She's been sleeping super well, uh, and my fiance she's doing a really great job to helping me keep working hard and live my full time athlete athlete life. So,
1: so and I know last time we talked, uh, you had mentioned that the Mayhem Crew were great role models for all of that stuff in your life, you know, Rich and Royce and all of that. Um. How much have they helped since you've gotten to Cookville?
3: Oh, a lot, a lot. I'm never going to be thankful enough for what everyone here is doing. Um, I'm learning from each other, uh, from everyone here. Um, I'm learning from watching Hales train. I'm I'm learning uh, having time with Jim outside of the gym. Uh, Rory's, Tyler, Bailey. I mean, everyone. I'm learning from everyone here and. That's the thing is we are a big crew here and everyone is helping each other. So that's why it's so amazing to be here and to with those people.
1: So what has the volume been like? Has it changed at all from what you were doing as a Mayhem athlete individual to Mayhem team?
3: Uh, same thing. It's same the same. Thing. We're still doing a lot of volume. Uh, the only thing I would say it's sometimes uh, I might do some accessory work difference than the rest of the crew because i have to work on some specific stuff uh the main workout is still the same sometimes when we uh gonna have a squatting session or stuff like that we i might do my own stuff i'm still gonna be with the crew but like the rep might change and the load and stuff like that just because i have to keep doing what i've been doing in my off season so if i want to go back and enjoy after that and have a, have a shot at the podium so Uh, I would say 80% of the training is the same for everyone. We all do our little stuff on the side to get ourselves better.
1: So what about the family? Did they come to Cookville with you this time?
3: Mm, They're not here right now for the Open. Uh, They're coming with me. They're going to come here in town for all the quarterfinals finals and final stuff. Um, I'm probably going to fly back to Canada at some point in a couple months uh, just to fly back uh, to home with them. So she's not gonna have to travel along with the kids. Maybe have a week in Canada to go see my parents. My friend quickly, I'll, I'll be back here for Games Prep. And there... uh, they're gonna probably live with me until uh, maybe at the beginning of July until the games. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna come with me at some point here, a couple of times this season. Yeah. Is there any consideration of a permanent move to to Cookville uh, for now, it's not possible. Uh, just for some personal reason. Uh, It's not possible for now in the future. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Hard to say.
1: Okay. So you said you're going back individual. Do you think the intensity that you get from working with Rick, rich and competing alongside him at a, at a competition and the two girls who are just both savages as well. um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to help you when you get back on the competition floor as an individual? 100%. Hundred percent.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's the fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a team where <clears throat> Rich Andrew, and Taylor have so much experience to share with me. I'm gonna learn for sure uh, a couple of things that might gonna help me after that to my individual career. Hundred percent. Yep.
1: I think what's fascinating is you're really gonna be the first person to have taken a year with competing with Rich and go back individual, and it's gonna be interesting to see how that effect is on your career.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see, but I I'm I'm ready to bet that it's going to be super posit, positive for me. Yeah, I think it's going to be amazing.
1: Um you know I've been in your corner since I first met yeah. you way back when and I can't wait to see what you guys do this year. Thank you so much, man. Uh thanks a lot for jumping on with us Sam and we'll we'll thanks. talk to you soon. My pleasure. Yep.
0: Well, it looks like Team Mayhem Freedom will most likely secure another spot on top of the podium this year in Madison. We'll just have to wait and see. Next up, we're gonna toss it over to Catherine and Dave from Fantasy Fitnessing. They're gonna give us an update on the leaderboards and show us how the Open Madness scoreboards are shaping up on their end.
4: Hey everybody, welcome to the Fantasy Fitnessing show ahead of week two of the 2022 CrossFit Open. Uh, So you got myself, Dave here, along with me is Catherine. Uh, To kick off today's show, Catherine's just going to give us a recap of uh, the first round of matchups of the Open Madness Bracket.
5: All right. So running through the um, Open Madness Brackets and who's still in and who's going head to head this week. So I'm going to start with the women on the hero side. We've got Tia Toomey versus Amanda Barnhart, Mal O'Brien versus Gabby McGala, Haley Adams versus Daniel Brandon, and Kara Saunders versus Emma Carey. On the hopeful women, we've got Ellie Turner going against Taylor Howe, Carolyn Connors versus Lucy Campbell, Sasha Nieves versus Emma Lawson, Sydney Mickelson, sorry, possibly pronounced wrong, and Annika Greer. So those are the 16 athletes that came through those two brackets. And onto the men's side, on the hero man, we've got Justin Medeiros versus Alex Figno, Saxon Pancheck versus BKG, Andre Hude versus Jonakoski, and Guy Malheros versus Chandler Smith. For the hopefuls still in the fight are Dallin Pepper versus Colton Mertens, Zach Watts versus Taylor Self, Spencer Pancheck versus Luka Ducek, and Elliot Simmons versus Phil Toon. So those are the matchups going into 22.2.
4: Awesome. Thanks for those running through those matchups, Catherine. So last week I was two for two with my upsets of the week. So uh, let's see if I can do a bit better for my matchups of the week this week. So uh, first one I got uh, number 15 seed Emma Carey versus uh, number nine, Kara Saunders, number 10, Kara Saunders. So looking back to last year in both the CrossFit Open and quarterfinals, Emma Carey beat Kara Saunders six events to three uh, in those two competitions uh, with two of the events that Kara Saunders won being the max lifts with the complex in 21.4 and the four rep max uh, front squat in quarterfinals. So, um, you know, based off of that, not sure we're going to get a max lift this week. So um, I just like those odds with Emma Carey uh, taking the win over Kara Saunders in our women's heroes division on the uh, women's hopefuls uh, matchup uh, number four seed Lucy Campbell versus number five Caroline Connors Uh, so these two essentially night and day when you look at last year's open uh, so Lucy Campbell had a top 100 worldwide finish in both 21.21 and 21.2, uh, but then came back with a uh, finish outside the top 1000 in 21.4. And then Caroline Connors uh, on the other hand was outside the top 1000 worldwide in 21.1 um, and then d- finished off strong with the last three events. So um, being as our wall walks are done uh, and then you know our box jumps and snatches are done from similar to 21.2. I like Caroline Connors. I just think the rest of the open probably pays to her strengths more than we saw from Lucy Campbell last year. Uh jumping over to the men's side, uh, in terms of athletes who um you know have a strong preference for uh, a single movement or two movements, uh Chandler Smith. So Looking back on his Opens, uh, events that have box jumps and burpees, uh, he excels at where he doesn't finish as strong in the other events. So last year in the 2021 Open, 21.2, which had both those movements, he finished 20th overall, uh, whereas the other events in last year's Open, he had an average finish of 338th. Looking back to 2020, uh, we had one event with burpees, one event with box jumps. He averaged 14.5, 14 and a half place worldwide in those two events, but then averaged a 93% or uh, a 93rd place finish uh, in the other three events from that open. So, uh, being as uh, we've seen box jumps go, um, I'm hoping or I'm thinking that uh, Guy uh, will take the head to head matchup uh, between those two this week. And then our last matchup over on the men's hopefuls division, uh, we got Taylor Self versus Zach Watts. Uh, So looking at this one, um, what uh, struck out to me um, is Taylor Self's uh, results from last year's Open and um, quarterfinals. So uh, looking at Self's finish um, to last year, he was 161st, 13th, 62nd, and 820th. Uh, in the four events of the Open, uh, with 820th being the max lift complex. And then in quarterfinals, Taylor Self was 33rd, 32nd, 42nd, 819th, and 24th um, place finishes in the quarterfinal event. So, and again, 819th, four rep max front squat. So, um, you know, Taylor Self finishes outside those max lifts, are what we see from the elite level so um, looking at quarterfinals if you take out that max lift he had a better average event finish than Sam Cornier who finished 13th overall in North American quarterfinals last year so uh, Taylor Self I like him over Zach Watts uh, in this matchup again don't think we're going to see a max lift uh, but then um, Taylor Self definitely somebody to keep your eye on to make it to Madison this year Like even if he just brings up those max lifts a little bit um, his results from those other, other events um, match the elite athletes we see at the CrossFit Games each year so uh, with that, those are my matchups um, check back next week see if I uh, break 50-50 for this week
5: A few people sort of of note is Koski had shoulder surgery and he's he was 147th um, Willie Georges had also sh- shoulder surgery and was 205th in 22.1. And then the big, the highest ranking one that I'm most interested to watch is Jamie Simmons coming out because she could definitely change landscape on who can actually qualify out of the Oceana, I guess, semi-final um, Because last year with her being injured made space for another athlete because otherwise everyone was going to be Tia and then Kara, and then Jamie, so she opened the door a little bit, so she's back at 25th in the first workout, and then Sarah Sigmund's daughter is 118th, and that's her lowest open event finish since 18.2 A and B, where she was 227th and 250th, so yeah, 118th is her lowest score since 2018.
4: So another a couple of comebacks I'd like to just point out, um, they not um, not injury related, but um one has definitely been on everybody's radar uh, this year, which is Ricky Girard. After one week uh 22.1, he finishes 123rd on the overall leaderboard. Uh so definitely intention to move forward there. Uh and the second one, haven't really talked about him or seen many people talking about him, is Sam Quant, uh 2020's second fittest man on earth. Um had some illnesses last year in semifinals, so didn't uh, wasn't able to progress from there. Uh, but came in with event one at 109 or 109th, sorry, uh, on the overall leaderboard. So good uh, to see Sam Quant return to his form, and then uh, a couple other athletes um, to keep note of uh, games athletes from last year. Um, on the other side of the coin, um, Royce Dunn. Uh, so he did. 303 reps, so three wall walks in the round of 11, finishes um, 1,967th on the overall leaderboard. Um, So, again, not where we'd really expect to see a games-level athlete. Um, And then further down, uh, Brent Tchaikovsky, just three reps behind, but um, 3,050th of the overall leaderboard after 22.1. So, interesting to see where those guys finish up. Not sure if it's just, you know, they know the old advance based off their finish. So not putting too much stress into the open events, but um, it's, a, it's interesting to see um, two games level athletes um, outside the top 1500 of the world Wide open. So uh, with that, thanks so much for listening. Um, like subscribe, the rig report, um, follow us on Instagram at fantasy fitnessing. Um, you'll be able to keep up with the fantasy CrossFit games you run on fantasyfitnessing.com. Uh, And then all the other stats that we, uh, we post around the open and the different events um, will be there for you too. So with that, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day.
0: We're just a couple hours away now for the announcement of the workout for 22.2. You can join Charlie Odie and I live on our YouTube channel, or we'll be watching the announcement at rogue headquarters. Thanks for watching this episode of the rig report, and we'll see you next time.